I'm 57, uh, but I'm still learning. <laughs> that makes me a really smart guy. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> I might be going from very remedial to remedial. <laughs> uh, but um, no, my goddaughter, yet again, uh, gave me a new pause for thought this morning. Um, yeah. uh, excuse my fruit. <laughs> I've got a fruit tree above my shed yeah. and every now and again it drops something. Yeah. The bats come at night. Yeah. I've, um, I've taken to raking up the fruit outside otherwise the bugs come. Um, but I, I've, I've been not touching the fruit because I've been figuring the bats have been touching that fruit and I don't want, you know, and I don't want to be responsible for COVID-20. You, know, you know, I could be famous, you know. All I have to do is um, pick up all that old fruit that the bats have, the bats have been eating o overnight and um, start a new strain. Um, but anyway, I don't want to be famous. Anyway, new insight yet again. I, I did an episode not too long ago um, called something like a higher truth, and um, and the higher truth had something to do with war. Um, beyond that, I can't remember what it was about, you know. But it was something to do with um, sometimes um, you don't have to be rational. Look, you, in the middle of a battle. For example, it's madness to be rational, you know, something like that. You know, and, and by the same token, it, it, it's probably not a bad idea to imagine that God's on your side as you're charging at the other guy who thinks God's on his side. It's probably not a bad idea because he's thinking that you need every weapon you can get at that moment in time. Grab some cocaine while you're at it. <laughs> Get some. I think they do that. The soldiers, you know, get yourself high just before you go over the top and charge in a battle, you know, and, and feel that rush. If you survive, you know, if you're one of the few that survives, you know, you, oh wow, you know, look at this. This is mayhem. I, I'm still standing, the only one, you know. But anyway, I think the uh, previous episode uh, on higher truth included that as a higher truth. You know, the fact that um, even lies can become a truth of sorts. Um, not a truth in and of themselves in the, in the sense that they might be factual or not. In fact, they're not factual, are they? Any lie you tell during a war, um, otherwise it wouldn't be a lie. Is that called an a priori argument? Yeah. Um, I'm not good at that stuff. Anyway, um, no, there's a higher truth at play. I think I argued, you know, tell a lie in the middle of a war if it's going to make you win the war because the higher truth um, is that you need to win the war. Otherwise your family back in the village might get slaughtered. But um, I, uh, this morning, it came to me 
via my goddaughter, you know, she inspires me into a lot of different types of thinking, um, that not only what you think um, matters, don't know what I'm saying there, um, but why you're thinking you know, also plays into this. That didn't make sense, I'll put it better. Um, take a debate. It's always been my idea, you know, given that I've never been in a war, and I'm not in one now. My goddaughter is, but I'm not. I'm just watching from afar, and it's fascinating. It gives you a new perspective on things. You know? All right, take debates, for example, you know, or dialectics even, or right, a debate. Um, I've always had this idea that the idea of a debate, you know, the, the, the truth you're seeking in debate is to be able to see things from all different perspectives, you know. That's sort of blah blah, you know. That's the that's the truth I've been looking for. So, you know, the way that works is, you know, imagine um as I you know as I am that I'm a greenie. You know and um a pool. Um that the environment is getting destroyed. And yet, I've got my lamp on, and my fan over there, because it's a pretty warm day, and I'm running electricity out to my shed. I could be inside because the lights are on in there. I could be sitting in there with my wife, you know, but I work out here in my shed, and she works in there, because we don't, <laughs> we don't want a divorce. <laughs> so I'll set this up as an office, you know. Yeah, but anyway, all that aside, we should put aside that risk <laughs> of me living in the street <laughs> um, for the sake of the environment if we care but look I'm a greenie yeah, that was a Java update right behind you yeah. um, so um, I've always thought well if I'm a greenie um, I should argue the case in my mind for capitalism as well or non-greeniness yeah. um, not because I want to be a non-greenie but you know, to be a well-rounded thinker you know, I need to you know I need to uh, bring the truth up in a noble fashion right. now but in the middle of a battle in the middle of a war well you've got there's a higher truth at play there, and it's it's not a, not just a question of whether your cause is right or the other person's cause is right. You know, because in that situation, you know, and I'm doing this. You know, this is a battle in Ethiopia at the moment, a war, and you know, I'm looking at that war and I'm saying, all right, I can see, I can see, Abiy Ahmed's um, side of the argument. And I can see the Tigrayan side of the argument. They're the two belligerents, you know. The first one's invading the second one for all sorts of complex reasons going back 3,000 years. Okay, but as I watch that war from afar, with no emotional import, you know, um, I sort of think, all right, there's two belligerents there. I can see both sides of that war. Aren't I philosophical? <laughs> but I've been watching... Um, my goddaughter, and uh, she's been doing something fascinating. Um, 
she can obviously see her side of the war, her mob. Um, but there's a higher truth at play here. Now, this is the debate. You see, there's two sides to the argument. Right, she can see her side to the argument. But we were chatting this morning, and she and I were chatting about uh, the need for her to see the other side of the argument, but not for the same reason that I need to see the other side of the argument. I need to see the other side of the argument because I, I want to be a well-rounded, balanced person. But she's in the middle of a war. There's an existential crisis in a cultural sense going on. Her mob might be wiped out and lots of her friends and people she loves might be killed. There's a higher truth at play. So why does she want to see the other side of the argument? And I, I think the answer to that is not because she wants to be a well-rounded person and see truth, although she does like doing that. That's what we normally do, but we've suspended all of that at the moment while she's in the middle of her war. We've suspended all of that because she's busy fighting one side of the war, you see. Um, so, you know, she can't, you know, I've lost my dialectic partner for a bit because she's only on one side of the war. You know, in that sense, you know, in the truth-seeking sense. All right. Um, although she's a truth-seeker still, believe it or not, but let's put that aside too for the moment. Her main concern, her dominant concern, her dominant purpose. <laughs> my wife went to the High Court once to argue dominant purpose. It's a long story. <laughs> Anyway, um, um, so um, her dominant purpose is for her people not to be slaughtered or culturally sidelined so that they essentially don't exist 20 years from now, the Tigrayans, you know, so, that, um, so she wants the culture to survive, she wants the place to survive. Right, so what should she do? Well, if she wants to be an effective fighting force, you know, a one-woman effective fighting force, because she's quite a, a package, really. She's quite a little um, a little bundle of TNT when she gets going. She's a hun, you know, you expect that. Um, but she packs some punch when she gets, uh, when she starts riding that horse in, you know, firing off arrows at a pace with her compound bow. Like a good hun, you know, just flying in there on horseback, bareback, you know, firing arrows and goes right through the middle of the Romans and then swivels on the horse and starts firing arrows backwards without even hesitating. How do those Huns do that? She's like that, but a modern one. Anyway, so how does she become? Well, she's an effective, she's been an effective and effective um, fighting force so far for her side um, but we were discussing this morning how does she become a lethal fighting force for her side and the way she does that is to genuinely see things from the other side not for truth seeking purposes essentially on this occasion but to understand the enemy, you know, and that's really interesting. I think um, I hadn't thought of that. That there might be a high, not only should you, you know, there are higher truths to be had in war, you know. For example, 
um, the higher truth of putting out propaganda even though you know it's a lie uh, because if, if it helps you not get slaughtered then it's a higher truth than telling the truth you know so that's one sort of, you know lying to lying for the purposes of a higher truth we all know that one but the very reason you have a debate shifts you know an internal debate with yourself in a war if you want to be lethal instead of just plain effective learn how to truly see things from the enemy's side of the equation truly see how god could be on their side how how their cause could be just you know and all that sort of stuff you know get to know the enemy you know argue you know, in your mind go back to school get in a debating class and select yourself for the um for the opposite side you know and argue against the the core, your own cause um, at that point if you've got the power to do that you become not just an ordinary warrior for your side you become a lethal warrior i think um, you are ready to really attack the other person if you know what's right about that other person's cause and you may well save the lives of many people you love and your own culture to boot it gets down to what's the most important thing um, in the world you know? even people dying might not be um, the dominant concern if the you know it's not all about body counts. Sometimes, you know, if your culture is at risk, do you really, you know, there are some cultures that would rather have half their people die than their culture die. That sort of thing, you know. Not all just about atrocities. There are higher truths. There's something in all of that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think I said some sense in there somewhere, but I don't know what it was. <laughs>